0: everything you need to know about the usfl week one starting with the best wide receiver play on the slate who's not even that expensive in 6600 Derek willies willies was the second wide receiver taken by his team but the first wide receiver eli rogers was released so now Derek willis has the highest draft capital on his team and arguably the league's best offense you see not only do the tampa bay bandits have todd haley as a head coach who's gonna be pass heavy like he was when he was with the chiefs when he was a college coach and when he was with the steelers in the nfl more recently but they also have the best quarterback in this league in jordan tayamu tayamu was easily the second best quarterback in the xfl picking up a lot of big games not only in the air but on the ground in college he averaged over 25 rushing yards per game completing 65 percent of his passes in a very strong 9.4 yards per attempt he was very efficient so in walks six foot four 210 pound Derek willies at 27 years old who has elite burst and agility as you can see right here and had some time in the nfl with the browns and it's starting to look real good in this league it's going to be a lot about opportunity especially against less than stellar defenses, and Willie should have a lot of that. Up top, you're gonna get the first pick for the Houston Gamblers, and that's Isaiah Zuber. He's not gonna be a strong priority for me this week, but he is a part of a pretty weak wide receiver core, making him a play for sure. The problem is he arguably has the worst quarterback in the league, and he himself is not this massive guy who's gonna go up and win on the outside. If I'm gonna pay up for somebody over Zuber, it's gonna be Victor Bolden at 9,400. Bolden's gonna be playing with an accurate, not great, but accurate quarterback, Alex McGall. And he comes in around 180 pounds, so not an elite prospect but he was the first wide receiver taken by his team and another wide receiver in Emmanuel Hall was released by the team, opening up more opportunity share. Outside of that, the only other guy above $8,000 that I have some strong interest in is going to be Sean Poindexter. Poindexter plays on a team with Kyle Slaughter who has a lot of NFL preseason experience where he played really well. And he was the first wide receiver taken by this team and they only took five wide receivers overall so he's gonna have a lot of opportunity share. And not to mention, he is a monster at six foot five and 225 pounds. He spent some time on NFL practice Squads, but he spent three years at Arizona where his current offensive coordinator in the USFL was his coach there as well. And for a league that just drafted a month ago, just knowing the guys beforehand is going to be a big help. In the 7K range of wide receiver, I think our best option is going to be Jordan Sewell, who is the second wide receiver taken by Philadelphia. And this Philadelphia Stars team, the head coach, the quarterback, and Brian Scott, some of the wide receivers like Jordan Sewell, some running backs, they all just won the Spring League, the TSL championship for a Spring Football League not too long ago. And it's pretty difficult to find stats for that spring league, but Suell did have over 100 yards and a touchdown and apparently put up a monster season in the spring league with his quarterback, Brian Scott. And speaking of quarterbacks, we talked about Jordan Te'amu. The other two quarterbacks that I think are in the top three this week are going to be Kyle Slaughter, who has over a 70% completion percentage in the NFL preseason, which is likely to be similar competition to what he will face here. And at just $9,200, Brian Scott. Now, I don't think Scott is anything amazing. He went to Ocedeno College where he wasn't even that great. He spent some time in a bunch of other spring leagues leagues but the fact that he is coming in with his wide receivers and coach that he just won a league with is a pretty big advantage in terms of having chemistry since these teams have been practicing for two weeks shea patterson was the first overall pick in this league but they're talking about running the ball a lot and using paxton lynch back there with him i don't want to pay the most expensive price for that kyle loletta has nfl experience alex mcgall was very accurate in college the problem is both their skill set their wide receiver skill sets and their coaching tendencies are not the greatest for them this week another interesting seven thousand dollar wide receiver is going to be Kevante Turpin. At just 155 pounds, expect this speedster to be primarily a slot wide receiver. He was a clear deep threat at TCU, posting over 1,700 yards, and he also played in the Spring League in 2019, where he had three touchdowns and over 200 yards. If we want to talk about just massive and athletic wide receivers, look no further than former Packer wide receiver Jamon Moore. My biggest problem with Moore is I like the size. I like the fact that he has some NFL pedigree. He closed out his college career at Missouri with back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons. He just probably has the worst quarterbacks in the league, starting with Luis Perez, who just joined this team two weeks ago. Perez is the cheapest quarterback for a reason. Not only has he not had a lot of time to practice with the team, sure, he was accurate in college, but the recent times that we've seen him in the spring leagues, like the XFL a couple years ago, absolutely abysmal passer. Outside of Derek Willis, this 6K range of wide receiver is pretty solid. You have a couple of second wide receivers taken by their team and Lance Lenore, who averaged over 78 yards per game in college at Western Michigan. He doesn't really have any speed or burst though. Decent size at around 210 pounds and spent a lot of time on some NFL practice squads and in their preseason. Johnny Dixon at $6,300 was never impressive at Ohio State, never went above a 10% target share, but he was the second wide receiver taken on this team paired with a solid quarterback in New Orleans in Kyle Slaughter. And he does have over 100 yards and a touchdown in the NFL preseason. Not to mention very good speed for a guy at 200 pounds. He ran a 4 top 10% of all time at the NFL Combine. Let's hunt some value at wide receiver in the 5K range of JoJo Ward who went to Hawaii and had nearly 2,000 yards in two seasons. He had 200 yards and four touchdowns in one game. The issue is, He's just 175 pounds and attached to Clayton Thornton, who is not a good quarterback. How much can we rely on him to hit him deep? Probably not a lot. Osiris Mitchell, we saw most recently in the NFL preseason this past year. He did nothing really at Mississippi State. He never topped over 505 yards. It's tough to want to get there. If you want the elite speed, smaller guy, you might as well go to Jeff Bidette who, yeah, he's in a run first offense, but has a better quarterback and ran in the four threes at the NFL combine, top 5% of all time. He also played in the XFL, where he had 15 catches and 108 yards over five. Five games. A lot of the dudes in this range are just smaller wide receivers who have decent size. And Derek Dillon, if you're going to take one, you might as well take the one in the probably most pass-happy offense with Jordan Te'amu at quarterback and Derek Dillon. That said, there's not a ton separating some of these dudes. Until you get to Brendan Mack, who's 220 pounds. He closed out college with back-to-back years of having a 24% target share, which is very good. And he went undrafted last year in the NFL draft, spending some time on the Denver Broncos practice squad. He doesn't have any real elite traits from an athleticism standpoint, but he's a big body draft third by his team and he put up production in college after that you really start to hunt down here for guys who start to get taken fourth or went undrafted in their league's draft but if there was a name to call out it would be $4,200 Jonathan Adams he was the third wide receiver taken by New Orleans attached to a solid quarterback in this league which is rare in Kyle Slaughter and he's got really good burst and size not only that but he's played with some of his current coaches before that's probably a reason why he got drafted earlier as you can see right here on PlayerProfiler.com, he averages a 28 and a half career target share in college top 15 percent all time having over a thousand yard year his final year at arkansas state so to be completely honest with you compared to some of the guys above him he should probably be priced in the six thousand dollar range now if you're looking for extreme value you probably won't find much week one alonzo moore was taken in the supplemental draft but he was taken by a coach that he's had all throughout a bunch of different spring leagues and in college so worth noting chad williams is probably the fifth wide receiver on his team so it's hard to get there but he does have some nfl caliber he's 220 plus pounds and the coaches are talking well about him and then at three thousand dollars flat is marlon williams and there's probably a better chance he doesn't do anything this week but just keep an eye on him moving forward he was just signed as a free agent like a week ago in this league but he joins a depth chart that only has five wide receivers none of them all that impressive and he quickly becomes the biggest dude on his team at 210 pounds where in college he put up over a thousand yard year his final year at UCF and a career target share of 24 percent this dude maybe not right away week one but in the coming weeks is going to be a problem so we start with the wide receivers because there's two flexes in this USFL DFS you don't have to play a tight end you can play two flexes including two wide receivers and that's probably what you're going to want to do for upside and if you want to set yourself up to have the best chance to actually win in usfl dfs when not a lot of people know what's going on but you can you can check out my patreon down below 36 page write-up on every offensive player and everything you need to know projections and rankings and ownership and a show on patreon a bunch of stuff join all the other members down below it's going to be in the description so the running back position up top is bj emmons and there's a really good chance yeah he's the most expensive he's probably also going to be pretty highly owned he's a former alabama prospect where he got hurt in college and he couldn't go anymore he ended up transferring and going to Florida Atlantic where he never really put up any crazy numbers, didn't do much in the NFL, but he was the first running back taken in this league and he's 215 pounds. He's got solid speed and about 100 preseason rushing yards with a touchdown. Now he is expensive, but he's attached to one of the better offenses. He's a four point favorite with a 23 point implied total, but there are some holes you could poke in him. Outside of the expensive price tag, Jordan Teyama, is a mobile quarterback who can run a lot more and they might want to go pass heavy with Todd Haley as their head coach. So if we think ownership is going to be a little bit higher here, yeah, we could get away from this. The issue becomes there's only one other running back in his backfield who's like 180 pounds soaking wet when most of these teams have three running backs he's gonna get opportunities other than that in the 8k range the second overall running back in this league paired up with his spring league coach where he won a championship is going to be darnell holland now holland's got okay size at 200 pounds but he's got really good athletic measures strong burst he ran in the four fours at the nfl combine and he did recently play in the spring league but he didn't have a ton of production over six games just six catches and 149 yards the 7k range is where i start to get interested in some guys you can start with Mike Weber, who was an Ohio State standout before getting hurt. He had a thousand plus yard season. And then J.K. Dobbins comes along and you don't hear much from Mike Weber, although he was the freshman of the year in the Big Ten his freshman year. He's got strong size, around 215 pounds. He was actually drafted in the seventh round by the Cowboys in the NFL draft. And he's got really good burst and speed. The problem is we haven't seen him do anything in pro football, even in some of these spring leagues in now a couple of years. And this New Jersey backfield has Darius Victor and Trey Williams in it. Both guys played in the XFL, Trey Williams with a former coach here on the usfl roster so it's likely to be this three-headed backfield where each guy has a role the next two guys in the 7k range are more interesting to me and that's stevie scott and larry rose stevie scott is really young just 21 years old he's best comparable to james Conner. he's at 225 pounds he played in the nfl preseason just last year he broke out at indiana at just 18 years old and had 55 receptions over 31 college games which is pretty solid and he gets the benefit of playing in michigan where if you didn't know now you know his head coach is jeff fisher who's always wanted to run the ball his offensive coordinator is a tight end guru who's always wanted to run the ball and there are two other backs in this backfield but in my opinion he is by far he was the first running back taken in the draft by this team and he is by far the best on the team now if you play alternative football leagues you know the name larry rose he was in the aaf he was in the xfl he was in the cfl he was on a bunch of nfl practice squads but during his time in college he averaged three receptions a game 133 receptions over 44 games that's going to be his game here paired up with kyle slaughter he is going to be a pass catching running back and now that you're getting down a little bit cheaper hey you only might get five carries but if you get five receptions that might be enough in this league right before before we hit up some of these diamonds in the rough these cheaper running backs i want to let you know about pricepicks.com who will have usfl props so if you're looking for props and other action especially because these bookmakers over there at price Picks probably haven't put the time in like we have 36 page write-up for these offensive players yeah you're gonna have a massive advantage if you use the code sal on pricepicks.com you will get a free bet up to 100 dollars that's 10 chipotle burritos for you the beautiful person to use and try and make some more money this is what it will look like except with some usfl players for running backs and receivers you can take the over on there on some props so be sure to take advantage of that with the code sal on prizepicks.com. So you're gonna have a couple more running backs that were taken first by their team. That's what this capital is, draft capital, not first round, but first at that position for that team. Dalen Dawkins, you probably heard from the NFL, and Tony Brooks James. These dudes, I mean, they're just in fine offenses, especially Tony Brooks James might set up to run a little bit more, but for the most part, they don't scream out talented players. They're slow, they don't have a lot of bursts, they're in probably three-headed backfields, but the name that does stand out, unfortunately, but kind of still, we're gonna need the production, we're getting the usage, is Garrett Groshek. Now, I remember scouting Garrett Groshek last year As a 2021 undrafted free agent. He's got good size, but he really doesn't have more than that. As you can see here, he ran a 469. He has no burst, no speed, average agility, average strength. But he plays on a team that just cut Devion Smith, the AAF's and XFL's leading rusher. They just released him. They cut him. So now he's the next guy in line. And if I pull up that document on Patreon down below, the only other running backs in his backfield are Madre London, who played in a European league and was a monster at like a 2,000 yard season, but he just joined the league, the team, and the league a week ago. And then Mikey Daniel, who's already Been categorized as the team as a fullback, and he's playing on the Pittsburgh Maulers, whose head coach is Kirby Wilson, who was a former NFL running back coach. They're gonna want to run the ball, and they're already saying good things about Groshek. Groshek, who in college also had 75 receptions over his three-year career, so he sported a little bit of versatility, even though he doesn't have the athleticism. Now, if you're looking for somebody at 5K and below, I mean, his teammate Groshek, Madre London, there's only gonna be two traditional running backs there. He tore up the European League. He had 320 yards in one game in the European League, over 2,000 yards and 22 touchdowns. He played at Michigan State in college still relatively young at 26 years old so there is some upside there but he only joined the team like seven days ago and then after that it's a lot of guys who are probably going to be in two to three-headed backfields mark thompson from florida he's a guy that probably might even profile out more closer to a fullback cj marble was looking good until his team in birmingham added jordan chun so now they have a three-headed backfield there jordan a 235 pound running back and you're gonna have a smaller guy in cj marble at just 194 pounds but the nice thing about marble is he might have a specific role he ended college with a 13 and 14 percent target share anything above 12, like 8% for a running back is good. That translated out to 69 receptions over two years. Very solid. Then you have Juwan Washington, who's in BJ Emmons' backfield as the only running backs there. He's a smaller back, though, at just like 185 pounds, and he never did a ton of stuff in college. He was efficient on the ground as a plotter, but not in the receiving department. But just two running backs in that backfield worth at least talking about. And then, other than that, we're looking at a lot of three headed backfields down here. Like, I would like to play Trey Williams, but he's now in a three headed backfield. We saw Trey Williams have a lot of, I mean, he was a number three overall back in the Seattle Dragons in the XFL, where he was playing with Devin- on smith he had a lot of success in limited touches especially in the receiving game but it's tough to recommend the guy when you only have to play two running backs and there's so many solid cheaper wide receivers in my opinion if you just really want to take on a lot of risk i guess you can go to tj logan at 3300 again there's a better chance that he only touches the ball twice and actually is in an optimal lineup but it's not like he's got the greatest competition yeah he's got larry rose who we talked about but he's mainly just a spring football player he's got jordan ellis in his backfield who has strong size at 220 pounds but he's mainly just a plotter with 481 speed and then you get tj logan who was a former fifth round NFL pick. And look at this, four three seven forty time is top 1% all time. And it's not only that, but he actually played in the NFL for a handful of games over two years. And when he was at UNC, he caught 76 balls. And during his college career, that's very good. So if there was a guy below $4,000 at the running back position to actually hit an optimal lineup, it would be TJ Logan. That said, I think Larry Ross is going to get, at least for week one, the bulk of the carries. Now in this league, you don't have to play tight ends because you have a flex. So I would stick to playing running backs and more than likely wide receivers. But if you really wanted to, you have carry Angeline. These are the only four guys I would play. He had a pretty impressive 15.2 yards per reception in college, catching 61 balls at NC State. Likely your best option attached to Jordan tayamo is going to be Shanae O'Grady. He's got decent athleticism. He had a 95th, top 5% all-time college dominator. He had 20 plus receptions every year in college, so that's going to give him some upside. LaMichael Petaway had a ton of receptions in college, but he was the second tight end taken by his team, so we'll have to see what happens there. And then Bug Howard is likely the most experienced guy here. He's been on six NFL practice squads, played in the AAF, played in the Spring League. He's sized more like a wide receiver at 220 pounds so a little bit more versatility quietly for you and in three years at unc playing wide receiver he had 124 receptions 3.4 per game commanding an 18 percent target share so although tight ends aren't going to be sexy in this league bug howard is a former wide receiver still sized like a wide receiver in a solid offense in philadelphia so this league is very interesting expect some lower scores but make sure to try and load up on those wide receivers we'll have more videos throughout the week thank you for tuning in and be sure to check out those tools on patreon link down below as well as Prize picks free bet up to 100 dollars